1,328. Can't go wrong doing the right thing, kid. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. If you want to find the perfect hire, you can with ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Monica Liddell. Monica, are you prepared to ignite You bet I am. Yes. (gasps) Known as The Positioner, Monica is the president of Truth Hacking, an unconventional, profit-focused branding company. She's helped her clients create $10 million in revenue and worked with giants like Lisa Nichols, Jamie Masters, and Jonathan Fields. She loves the Midwest where Kansas is home and the Buffaloes roam. Monica, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Awesome. Well, first of all, what an honor and a privilege to be on Entrepreneur on Fire. So thanks, John. My pleasure. You know, I was born and raised in the heartland of America in Kansas, and I met my husband in college at KU. Go Jayhawks. We fell in love. (laughs) And I had one of those weird stories. I didn't think this would be me, but I knew I was going to marry this man from the moment I saw him. It was like one of those really totally bizarre auditory moments, and I hadn't even met him. I didn't even know his name. And uh, honestly, it freaked me out. But then, you know how things happen, John. In, in July, we'll have been married for 13 years. And we didn't do things the right way or the traditional path. We were still in college when we got married. I got pregnant a couple of months later. So um, in May, she'll be 12. That oldest daughter will be 12. In April, our second daughter will be three. And in August, we'll have our third daughter. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> three girls! So... Anyway, you know, I think that's that's really my story. It's just sm- hometown, good old fashioned um, roots of the Midwest, hardworking people. That's that's how I was raised. You know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was actually born and raised in New England, obviously. But I spent three years in Manhattan, Kansas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's back when I was stationed at Fort Riley. And of course, we had to take trips out to Massachusetts Ave and Lawrence to uh, watch some great college basketball. So uh, oh, I remember those games fondly. And uh, definitely uh, my condolences for your early exits from the NCAAs. But don't worry, my, my team was out in the round of 32. So at least, <laughs> at least you made it a little further oh. along. But what I am excited to say is the Big East is crowned champion which is amazing because, hey, we're the best conference. Thank you. (laughs) So, Monica, let's shift this back to business. And when we're talking business, we're talking revenue because if you're not generating revenue in your business, you don't have a viable business. And you've generated revenue in the tens of millions of dollars for your clients, but how do you, Monica Liddell, generate revenue in your business? Well, by doing just that. I mean, we create brands that make bank. So 10 million and counting for our clients. These sales strategies, you know, we've married branding and creative with very practical sales strategies because my background was in sales and I I just happened to be gifted creatively. So when you marry those two things, um, branding becomes synonymous with selling, which it should be in my mind. And that's how we make our money 
by creating people. Now let's get a little more specific. So you create people and you have a lot of success. So how does money flow into your doors? Well, truth hacking is our, you know, bread and butter. We have two businesses, but I'd say every day I, I feel like I'm the luckiest girl in the whole wide world because I get to work with incredibly gifted people who are out there in the world really making big things happen. And they've taken their brand or their business about as far as they can really go on their own. And this might be small or big, it doesn't matter, but they've taken it as far as they can. And now they're really ready to blow it out of the water. So maybe somebody's known in their community but wants to go national, or maybe they're national and want to go global, but they're looking for three things, more exposure, more profits, more impact. And that's why my phone rings. Exposure, profit, and impact, Fire Nation. These are three things that will maximize the growth of your business and something that we as entrepreneurs need to be focusing on. So Mark, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, Let's shift from you being the luckiest girl in the world to a time when maybe you weren't because this is going to be your worst entrepreneurial moment. So I just open up that door, Monica. I want you to step on through, embrace that, share with us what you consider your worst moment. Take us to that exact moment and tell us that story. I was really reluctant to tell you this because this is the first time I've told this publicly and really, you know, it's not that bad, but it was bad. Um, It was about 10 years ago. We're in the heat of the summer. We'd been out of town because my husband's cousin and and my friend had a three-month-old son who died suddenly from SIDS. And Mm. so we just took off and, you know, was with family. And when we left, we had just stocked the house full of groceries. But, John, we were in some bad financial shape. I mean, we had maxed out credit cards. We really had no idea what we were doing. Um, It was not a good time in our lives. We were way overextended. And we get home, and, you know, home is supposed to be this, like, secure, warm, fuzzy place, right? Like your sanctuary. And and uh, we have a foreclosure notice, and the electricity has been turned off mm. in a brand new home that we had just built. And all the food was spoiled. And I've got to tell this two-year-old daughter at the time, you know, I've got to turn to her and say, I'm, I'm figuring out what to do. And inevitably, ultimately, I, I said, honey, guess what? We're sleeping outside tonight and we're going to watch the stars because I knew it was way too hot in the Kansas heat to sleep inside. And it was not only humiliating. I mean, I was a private school grad, top of my class. I'd gone first to Lehigh University, which was the 15th best school in the nation at the time before I landed back at KU. You know, none of this was in the plan. And to be, you know, especially when you have children, right? Like you wouldn't put your kids at risk like that, or you think that you wouldn't. And um, that was by far the worst entrepreneurial moment in my whole life. Now, let's kind of get to the entrepreneurial side of this, because that's pretty much a life moment, but it came because of obviously a business and entrepreneurial failure. So what was not working in your life financially that really led you there? You know, we had invested in a business, the market crashed. I mean, there was like a lot of things that I could say happened at the wrong time. But the the deal was, um, I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to market. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was spending lots of money. When I say lots of money, we're talking about excellent credit, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on like lead gen campaigns, 
right? But I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to turn them. I didn't know what to do with them. I had no experience in funnel development. I had really no experience. I was just getting kind of started in selling. I had no idea how to talk to people about what we did. And so I was just spinning around. I was investing in a lot of things. That's never been a problem for me, but I wasn't actually making something of the investment. So I'm sure one good thing that came from this, or maybe a couple, is that you did learn a lot because you were doing the thing, you were, you know, your head was down, nose to the grindstone, you found out about a lot of your weaknesses. What is one or two things that really stand out to you as big time mistakes that you made that you really want to make sure that you kind of turn around now and share with Fire Nation so that, you know, us, our listeners don't make these same mistakes? John, I would say, I mean, if you're going to risk it all, you got to put it all on the line. And I didn't. I mean, there were so many times where I was just kind of held back. I was reserved. You know, I was not a good networker. I wasn't a good promoter. I mean, investing several thousand dollars in a receipt. You know, have you ever seen the receipt uh, leads that you can get from, you know, you put your ad on the back of a grocery receipt, right? Oh, yeah. So, okay, right. So this is like several thousand dollars. You invest in that and then you, you get to put your, your, your information there. You got to really research <laughs> who your target audience is. I mean, was I at the time really targeting grocery store people? Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, but I had no idea. And I think that in, in hindsight, had I had somebody and asked somebody for some help, you know, rather than just kind of making these blind, arbitrary decisions, um, we would not have ended up in the spot that we ended up in. So you know what jumps out to me here? And it's kind of with me glancing back at your intro and I see the name Jamie Masters. And it's a very powerful name for me because back in 2012, when I was looking to become a podcaster, but clueless about all things podcasting, I said, who is currently where? I want to be right now. And I looked across the landscape and I identified Jamie Masters as somebody who I had listened to for a long time. I respected. She was rocking the podcasting landscape. She had a successful podcast. I hired her as a mentor and she took me to where I wanted to be because she was there and she knew the path. She knew the pitfalls that I could avoid. She knew the successes that I had to make sure that I checked along the way as well. And it seems like, Monica, from an outside perspective, if you had been able to take some of that money you were investing in areas that weren't really that fruitful and invest it in a mentor who was currently where you wanted to be, that mentor could have really pulled you through. And, and again, yes, it would have been siphoning money from other places you were spending it. But then again, maybe you would have been redeploying the rest of your assets in a much more positive and fruitful manner. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's, that's exactly what happened. You know, I hit a bottom and I had no idea what to do or who to turn to. And so I just, when you, when you get that low, you just start like basically begging for help. I mean, there's a several things that happen right. just from a character standpoint, you know, I was able to turn this whole thing around. Right. But I wasn't able to do it without mentors. So I sought them out and I begged them and some of them just gave me free advice. A lot of people gave me free advice. The one thing that I did, um, right in that whole thing was that I, like you, looked at people way down the path. I mean, I reached out to Bill Bartman, hmm. who was America's favorite billionaire. I mean, I I went all the way. Who can I talk to who knows a whole lot more than I do, right? There is something I do want to say to that, because I think it's interesting that a lot of people, like when they say, like, I want a mentor like Richard Branson and like Mark Cuban, I'm like, do you really like, do you want to own an airline? Do you want to own the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> like if you don't want those things, yeah. why do you want a mentor yeah. who knows how to do those things? So for me, again, I just looked and said, Hey, I want somebody who is 
currently a successful business podcaster because that's where I want to be. So that's my advice to you, Fire Nation, is to find those people who are where you want to be. And I think the beautiful thing is, like you did, Monica, like you reached out. And so Fire Nation, reach out. And, and people reach out to me all the time. They say, John, can you mentor me? And I say, you know, frankly, no, I can't. However, I have two or three great mentors that I recommend to people. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and I'll, I'll guide you in the right direction. And so fortune favors a bold. Get out there. Reach out to those people who are where you want to be. And worst case scenario, they're likely just going to say, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it. But here, here's a person who loves mentoring, who's currently doing it. It would be a great fit for you. And I'll intro you to that person. So shifting for you, Monica, you just told us you know, about a really trying time in your life. It gave you some great feedback and you learned a lot of lessons from it. What would you consider one of your greatest aha moments? I mean, I know you've had a lot of great ones. Tell us a story of one of those (laughs) where you really just said, man, that is an epiphany. That is an idea that I want to run with. You did and you had success. Tell us that story. It was really when I decided to go rogue. So there's a point at which mentors can help you, but they can't do everything, John. You know what I mean? And they don't have all of the answers. So there was a little bit of, there was a period of time where I was super reliant on people. And I, I didn't just talk to one person. I mean, I started talking to everybody, anybody who would talk to me who was a lot further down the road than I was. But that information is like, it sits, it sits on your bookshelf like a book, you know, if you don't do anything with it, because it's still a time investment, right? So here I've gone through all the pains of going through, you know, to talk to these people. They've put up time and energy to give me um, their own wisdom and try to help me and pour into me as much as they can or they were willing to. And then I had to go do something with it. But sometimes you have to just trust your gut, right? And when I realized, wait a minute, Monica, these mentors are not in your business day to day. Just because you failed, right, doesn't mean that you don't know what the next right decision is because you got to really tune in to what's going on inside of you and your business. And so I started going rogue a little bit. Well, let's get specific here, Monica. Yeah. Give me an example of a time that you did just that. Like what was a specific decision that you made that maybe, you know, was a little rogue and, and how did that turn out? It's been the little stuff all along the way. Don't you don't you can't name your your business truth hacking. Why? Why can't I watch me? You know, I kind of have one of those little attitudes like, you know, I don't like say it to them like, why not? But and I don't get attitude with them, but I do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, frankly, Jamie told me, don't do a seven-day-a-week podcast. That's a huge right. mistake. Right, right. And, she, you know, and, and, and we've talked about that and you've shared that. And I just think that's an amazing testimony to that, where you just know you've got to just do it, right? I mean, there was a point where I had so many lead gen. I mean, I have access to some of the most incredible lead generation people on the planet, right? And they're like, you should do this. You should do that. You should do Facebook. You should do Twitter ads, blah, blah, blah. And then you finally go, no, 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 no. What I need to do is tune into where my customers are and I'm going rogue and I'm going to figure this out because nobody is going to figure this out for me. It's it's down to me. That's it. And when you can when you get that kind of confidence and that willingness and those two things get married, things start to happen. So what happened for me like for instance when I named it Truth Hacking is people came back and Almost everybody has said, I just love the name of your company. Or I put this rant on my, as a video on my homepage and people would be like, 
you know, experts. You can't do that. You need to move it for SEO reasons. And I was like, okay. And I didn't really have time to deal with it, but I wanted people to know what I stood for. And I would say, John, over 75% of our clients in the last two years have no joke said to me, one of the reasons I'm hiring you is because of that video. Wow. That's a testimony. Those are the things, Fire Nation, that matter, that direct feedback. Now, Monica, you seem to have a lot of things figured out now, but what would you consider your biggest weakness? I have really bad patience. I mean, sometimes I act like such a little kid, you know? (laughs) I had this mentor um, who sold his last company for half a billion dollars, and he would always say to me, slow down, grasshopper. And I'm like, slow down. Like, we got to go, man. We got to go now. (laughs) I want things right now because I'm a little kid. But what happens to me sometimes, and you have to be real careful, I've got this post-it note on my computer in my office that says, stick with the plan. Because if you abandon it too soon, everything that you've done up until that point, right, just that lack of patience and willingness to just continue to persist, um, you've just undone everything. So stick with the plan. I, I think that my bad, my, my weakness is really patience, and I just have to stay focused on that. What's your biggest strength? Ah, my biggest strength is asking for help. I mean, I'm just not afraid. The bigger and the most more untouchable you are, like I have no qualms about asking and trying to reach out. It's like a game, you know, but what I'm what I'm looking for is their mistakes and their wins because I want to avoid their mistakes and I want to take on their wins and duplicate it. Monica, you have a lot of things going on in your life right now, but if you could just boil it down for Fire Nation, what's the one thing that you're most fired up about today? So the one thing that I'm really ultra focused on right now, like going down the rabbit hole, is just breaking through my own mind's limitations, right, with sticking with the plan and things like that. So I like to gamify things. It's just how I work best. Um, but like, it's like, I ask myself, how quickly can I really make this happen? How far can I take this thing? How, how amazing can we make all aspects of our life, right? Like, so I can generate a hundred leads. Can I generate a thousand in a week? Like, what would it take? And CrossFit really showed me how to do that. I know you, I mean, you have way better experience in, you know, the military, but CrossFit was like, you know, there's no way, Monica, you can do one more burpee. And then you, <laughs> you go down and you do another and another. And then you've got all these people like cheering for you. And then you've done your last set. And then you have to go run a mile and try not to puke. So what I or realized- Or puke and keep running. Or puke <laughs> and keep running, right? And so what I realized is that I'm my mind is the only thing that's holding me back. That's it. And so I'm now looking for my edge. Like every time I think I've hit my edge, John, it moves. And that's just fascinating to me. I love that idea of that finish line. It's just always pushing out. It's like it's like a, a magnet that's the opposite way. So every time you get close to it, it just pushes back and pushes back. And Fire Nation, that's a good thing. Like you don't want to get to the finish line. That's boring. Like the finish line, then you're like, okay, <laughs> like now it's over. Like what do I do? I mean, you want to be gradually realizing a worthy ideal. I mean, that's the dream of an entrepreneur to to be gradually realizing a worthy ideal to the day that you die. I mean, if you can be on your deathbed and be like, man, like I, I actually, you know maybe change somebody's life today on this last day I have by, you know, maybe a message that I posted or this or that. I mean, what a gift that is to be gradually realizing a worthy ideal. And Fire Nation, we're going to be realizing a worthy lightning round in a couple of minutes. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, time is our most precious asset, which is why I search far and wide to bring you only the best resources to help you build your business. And what's one integral component to building your business? 
hiring a team. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. The best part is there's no emails, no calls to juggle. Simply screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's zip recruiter.com slash fire. And one more time, try it free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Monica, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing was holding me back. I was raised by two really successful entrepreneurs. What was holding me back from being successful entrepreneur was learning how to market and sell. What's the best advice you've ever received? It was from my dad. He said, you can't go wrong doing the right thing, kid. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Definitely creating boundaries in my business. So only working with clients that inspire me, leaving my computer at the office at night. John, we don't even have a computer at our home anymore. Wow. Turning off all our Gmail notifications so I'm not getting you know emails from clients all night. It's just about being me and not and separating myself from my business and work. Now, before we pat you on the back too much, let me ask you a question. <laughs> do you have an iPhone? I do. Do you ever use it at home? I do. Okay. So you listen, you're an angel. You're just not like a perfect angel. Oh, so. <laughs> totally not. I've got my iWatch here you know, or Apple Watch. Yeah. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Group me, definitely. I mean, it is probably cut down on 95% of our internal team emails just by using the Group Me app. If you could recommend just one book, Monica, for Fire Nation, what would it be and why? Definitely The Hidden Secret by Christian Larson. And I, I know we wrote it in the early 1900s, but I think it's one of the best personal development books ever written. Monica, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy, so hold on tight. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is this laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would do what one of my first mentors told me to do, which is go out and have 100 actual conversations with 100 different people in seven days. You know, they say your net worth is your network. So I would go out and and try to have an unforgettable conversation and try to change their life and and pour into them. And, And in that way, I'll find my ideal customer and I will start creating these people before they've even paid me a dollar. And that's exactly how I built a 99% referral business and I'd do it again. Monica, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Here's my advice to everybody. If you're trying to create a really profitable, successful brand that changes the world, it's more than just being yourself. Yes, it's that, and it's being authentic, but it's it's really developing a level of excellence and mastery only in a way that you can do it and bring to the world. So coming to your edge and becoming exceptional. And John, I put together a 78-point checklist to help people identify what these areas are that can help you create that insanely magnetic, profitable brand at truthhacking.com slash fire. 
truthhacking.com slash fire. And is that the best way that we can connect with you? Definitely. Oh, love it. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And guess what? You've been hanging out with ML and JLD today. So keep up the heat <laughs> and head over to eofire.com. Just type Monica. Now, bear with me here. M-O-N-A-I-C-A. That's Monica. <laughs> In the search bar, her show notes page will pop right up or maybe just Liddell. Is that L-E-D-E-L-L? That might be a little easier for people to remember. Either one works. And of course, go directly to truthhacking.com slash fire for your 78, count them, 78 point checklist of awesomeness. And I want to thank you, Monica, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Take care. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite! Ignite!